Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. This week, the Catholic Church celebrated the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, and that's why in this special Marian month of October, you may hear a lot about the power of the rosary. It could change your life. It could change your soul. It could save your family. The family that prays the rosary together will stay together. Uh, The rosary could change the culture. It could save Russia. There's all these amazing stories about the rosary, but if we're honest, for most of us, our own personal experience with this devotion is, is a lot different. Some of us approach the rosary with a little dread. You know, we know this is an important prayer. We, we get that, but we're often just so distracted. It's hard to pay attention. Our mind wanders and, and we're restless. We can't wait for this prayer to be over. And, uh, and we feel bad about that. We wish, we wish we were just more devoted to it, but we have to be honest, our heart's not always in this prayer. And, you know, it's like the marathon of all Catholic devotions. It just keeps going on and on. And I'm busy. I don't have time for this. And, um, and sometimes our, our Protestant brothers and sisters may have questions about the rosary and wondering, you know, is this biblical? Where does the Bible talk about the rosary? And, you know, there's all this repetition. Didn't Jesus condemn vain repetition? Those questions often come up. And we ourselves as Catholics may sometimes wonder, well, you know, there is a lot of repetition. It seems like a rather dry, mechanical way of talking to God. Shouldn't we talk to God as a friend? I mean, I like other devotions like quiet time and adoration or Lexio Divina with the Bible and, you know, but the rosary, it's just really hard. And I want you to know if you've had these worries or struggles or questions, you're in good company. I've heard these kinds of things from thousands of lay Catholics like you. I've heard I've heard it also from many good faithful priests. I've heard it from amazing religious sisters, contemplative nuns. I've even heard bishops tell me how the rosary can often be a great struggle. So these are fair, sincere questions and concerns. I think there's some great biblical answers and great uh, keys from our Catholic tradition and the saints that can help us pray the rosary in new ways. That's what I want to offer you today, So how we can pray the rosary in some new ways with some fresh insights so that this beautiful devotion can be life-giving for us. It's something we want to turn to and find great strength and power in it, as many of the saints did. So welcome to the All Things Catholic podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sri, and I want to give you a, a, a big special welcome to the many new listeners who've just started following in recent weeks, ever since the new partnership with Ascension Press. And I'm so grateful for my friends at Ascension who are putting together show notes each week. And you could check those out for free at ascensionpress.com slash all things Catholic. So if you just go to ascensionpress.com slash all things Catholic, you could subscribe there and for free, get the show notes in your inbox each week. Check it out there. But let's go back to the rosary now. When you, you think about the rosary, the the question about repetition. Have you ever heard this? You know, you know, some people say, well, if you Catholics just read your Bible, you'd know that Jesus condemns vain repetition. <laughs> you know, so why why are Catholics praying this prayer with all this repetition of the Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary? You know, shouldn't we talk to God more as a friend? I mean, think about it. Uh, in a relationship of love, like what spouse, you know, when, when a husband comes home from work, uh, say, and he, he sees his wife, does he pull out note cards? 
words and start saying certain formula words like, hi, honey, how are you? Hi, honey, how are you? Hi, honey, how are you? How are the kids? No, no, you don't talk robotically to your spouse. You, you, you talk heart to heart. You share your life. You share from your day. Uh, it's, it's a friendship. And it, if you Catholics would have a personal relationship with Jesus, you'd start talking to him more like a friend and not like a robot. You know, I, I think that's a fair question. These are fair questions. I think there's some great biblical answers. And that's what I want to share with you first. I want to talk about the biblical basis for repetition. It's true. I want you to know that in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, Jesus says, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. So he does say that, but in that that teaching, he's not condemning all forms of repetition. No, no, no. He's just simply criticizing a common pagan practice in his day where the pagans would repeat certain formulas, certain words, certain divine names in order to try to control and manipulate the deity. The idea is if you lived in the pagan Greco-Roman world, you would you would call upon your deities and you'd use these formulas and repeat them over and over and over again to try to get your God to come down and work for you, to make your business thrive or to bring vengeance on your enemies. And, and so the idea is that you're kind of like treating God, like the gods, like a spiritual Santa Claus. Here's my wish list. Come down and fulfill my wish list. And Jesus is saying, don't treat your heavenly father like the pagans treat their deities. Don't treat the father like a spiritual Santa Claus. Your father has a plan for you. He loves you. He knows what's best for you. He knows better than you do. Don't try to make your will be the, what controls God. You know, you know, don't try to make God's will conform to your will. That'll never happen. It won't be good for you. No, your will should be entrusted to the father's plan for your life. So that's what Jesus is going after. He's not condemning repetition itself. And we know that because Jesus in his own example repeats his prayer. Jesus used repetition. Do you remember in the garden of Gethsemane, the night before he dies in the agony of the garden, remember how he prays that prayer, Father, not my will, may your will be done. Did you know that Matthew 26 verse 44 makes it explicit? Jesus repeated his prayer three times. So Jesus used repetition. I don't hear Christians accusing Jesus of vain repetition. If repetition's okay for Jesus, it's okay for us as Catholics to use repetition. Let's imitate our master. We know Jesus isn't condemning repetition because right after he says, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, he, he actually gives us a formula prayer to pray. He says, instead, pray like this, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He wants us to repeat this prayer. Repetition's a part of Jesus's own life. It's how he trained his disciples to pray. And it's something that you find throughout the Bible. You find it in the Old Testament. The Psalms often use repetition. Uh, one of my favorite examples is Daniel chapter three. Remember that story about the three men that were thrown in the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being persecuted by the king of Babylon. And then the fiery furnace, what do they do? They use repetition in prayer. They cry out to God, sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Sing praise to him and highly exalt him forever. Over 30 times, they repeat that prayer. How does God respond to that repetition? Is God up in heaven closing his ears and saying, oh no, I can't stand all this repetition. No, God hears their cry. He hears their prayer and he comes down and rescues them. They're saved. Repetition is biblical. 
it's pleasing to God. The same is true in the New Testament. In the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 8, you get a a vision of the, the heavenly liturgy, the worship of the angels and the saints around God's throne. They're worshiping God, and, and the four living creatures never cease to sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And they repeat that for all eternity. So, Wow, <laughs> you know, it, that's what heaven's going to be like. So if we want to get ready for heaven, let's start using repetition here on earth because they never cease to sing God's praises and those words, holy, holy, holy. So in summary, the idea of trying to manipulate God like the pagans do, you know, manipulating deities through vain repetition, you know, that's wrong. We shouldn't try to, we shouldn't treat God the way the pagans treat their deities. Uh, but prayerful repetition, prayerful repetition is biblical. It's modeled by Christ and it's very pleasing to the Father. So let's keep that in mind. I think that's one important foundation for understanding repetition in many prayers, whether it's the rosary or the divine mercy chaplet, or think about the mass and all the repetition there, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, holy, 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 Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. All of this is biblical. It's the biblical way of praising God. It's almost like, you know, when when you're so, so excited about something, you repeat it, your excitement, your love many times. You're like, oh, wasn't that a great play? Oh, do you remember? And, and he dove in the end zone and the, what, a, what a pass that was. And you just like, you just keep talking and you're stammering. You're so excited. That's kind of what the saints are doing in scripture is they're using repetition with passion, with excitement, with, with, uh, with love. And, and so keep that in mind. It's biblical and pleasing to God, but I want to go a step further with you. I want to think about what we're repeating. I mean, think about the words we're repeating are, are so beautiful. They're from the Bible. They all have roots in scripture. Uh, think about the, our father, the, our father is Jesus's prayer. It's the way he taught us to pray and we're fulfilling his command. It's beautiful that God spoke these words to us. The son of God spoke these words to us in love. He wanted to teach us how to pray. And in, in great love, he spoke the Our Father to us to teach us how to pray. And then we respond, repeating those words back to him with love. It's like this loving dialogue. We repeat it back, the words from scripture. It's so beautiful here. You know, if nothing else happens when we pray the rosary, if our mind's wandering and kids are breaking down, or I'm distracted by what's happening on the road, you know, wherever I'm praying, if my heart's not fully in it, if I'm simply saying these words, I'm giving God something beautiful. I, I, you know, again, I, I might be doing the rosary while I'm doing something else. And sometimes that you know, maybe that happens, but just know that, that, that the words themselves are, are from God. They're rooted in scripture. They're sacred. They're holy. The Hail Mary, we talked about the Hail Mary uh, uh, in three episodes ago. So I want to encourage you, go back. If you didn't get to hear that podcast, it was called the, the Biblical Basis of the Hail Mary. Uh, just briefly here, what did, what did we talk about in that episode? How the Hail Mary is a Jesus prayer. Yes, it's addressed to Mary, but it's focused on Christ. And the words are from scripture. You know, think about the opening words, hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. That's what Gabriel spoke to Mary at the Annunciation. And then blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Uh, Those are the words Elizabeth spoke to Mary at the visitation. The point I made in the podcast a few weeks ago was that whenever we repeat the Hail Mary, we're entering into the praise of Gabriel and Elizabeth over the mystery of Jesus. That's what they're doing. They're praising God for becoming man in Mary's womb. And, and, and they're in awe over that mystery. And we enter into that 
every time we pray the Hail Mary. So the Hail Mary itself it has roots in Scripture, and the Glory Be does as well, where we're praising God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So again, if nothing else happens in your rosary, your heart's not in it, you're distracted, you're having to focus on other things, but you're simply saying the words, don't get discouraged by that. You're giving something beautiful to God still. There may be more God wants you to do in your rosary, and that's okay too, but 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 just know that the words themselves, is just saying them, is an incredible gift. And it's good for us to have those words of the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and the Glory be constantly on our heart, on our lips, and on our mind. That's just good for our soul as well. Now, I also want to talk about the power of repetition. You know, why Why do we repeat these words? Why? What does it do for us? You know, first of all, on a basic level, John Paul II says, we have to see the repetition of the Hail Mary in the dynamic of love. These aren't just mechanical words that we're repeating. They're like words of love. And in any relationship of love, we repeat certain words, certain terms of endearment, right? Think about a married couple. You know, every married couple uses the same three basic words. I love you. And I've spoken those words to my wife, Beth, a thousands or thousands and thousands of times, right? We've been married over 20 years now. And I've said, I love you to Beth. You know, sometimes I get to look her in the eye on a date night and say, I love you, you know, or I'm running out the door in a rush. And sometimes I just yell the words, you know, to her while she's upstairs. I love you, honey. Have a good day. You know, uh, and, and I whisper those words to her right before I fall asleep. I love you. I've told Beth thousands and thousands of times. I love you. And never once has Beth ever responded and said, oh man, I, I can't stand all this vain repetition. You know, could you come up with something more original? You know, you just keep saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, because repetition is a part of the language of love. And do we as Catholics have a loving personal relationship with Jesus? Amen. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's why repetition's a part of our, our language of love with him. We repeat certain words. We say the Our Father as he taught us to pray. We praise the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We, we enter into Gabriel and Elizabeth's praise of Jesus every time we pray the Hail Mary. And most important, remember, what's at the center of the Hail Mary? It's the name of Jesus, the name of our beloved. And we repeat his name all throughout the rosary. The, the name of Jesus is, is like the heartbeat of the rosary, right? And so this is, this is one of the beautiful things we want, us to, we, we want to see about our rosary praying, that we are speaking words of great love. Now, there's something else that happens, though. The power of repetition does something else. It calms our soul. It stills our our soul. And we need that in life, don't we? I mean, don't you feel like many times your mind is one wandering from one thing to the next and you're, you're always worried about what's my next appointment? Where do I have to be next? Uh, which kid do I have to pick up? Uh, do we have enough money in the bank account? Uh, what, what, what do I have to get in the mail? You know, we're always just thinking of one thing to the next and the next. Our mind is often racing on superficial things in life. I mean, things that need to get done, you know, but they're, but they're not at the depth of our soul. How often are we really in touch with the depth of our soul, our longing for God, our, our encountering God inside the temple of our soul? You know, throughout our busy days, we're just racing from one thing to the next and our mind is racing from one thing to the next. Having a little time set apart for quiet, prayerful repetition of prayer 
can help calm the mind. You know, just repeating these words, you know, in our Catholic tradition, there's a beautiful uh, devotion early on in the church called the, we call it the Jesus prayer today, but it's when the people would, would say these words, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. We just say it over and over and over again. Sometimes they say it hundreds of thousands of times a day. And just having those words on your heart and on your mind is good, but more than that, it can calm you. And so if we just take a moment, just in the middle of your busy day, if you have a moment, you know, maybe you're a mom at home and you just put the baby down for rest or the, or the kids are entertaining themselves or eating lunch and you can just pause for a moment instead of pulling out your phone, instead of just going to your to-do list and looking it over one more time, you can maybe just pause and just do one decade and just in one decade, just pause and repeat that prayer and allow yourself to kind of calm your mind calm your soul, to think of Jesus, to think about your love for Jesus in those moments. Just just a little bit of a break in your day. Just one decade could do that now. If you could get a whole rosary in, that's even better. But what a wonderful thing it can be to try to really come in touch with those deepest desires on our soul, not just the superficial things that our mind tends to race after day after day, hour to hour throughout our days. Now, I want to I want to close, though, with some practical things. I want to give you a couple practical things you can put into place right now. And, and this isn't going to like add a lot of time to your life, uh, add another thing you got to check off on your spiritual to-do list. These are things you can kind of bring in in what you're doing already, okay? So here you go. Uh, many times people say they're too busy to pray the rosary. I just don't have time for this prayer. It just takes too long. Uh, or I'm too distracted or... Uh, I'm just restless. I can't pray a whole rosary. If if you don't have 15, 18 minutes or even 12 minutes to pray a whole rosary, however long it takes you to pray, you don't have to pray it all at once. You know, and now, again, I want to be clear. It's great if you can sit down and you have 15 minutes and can pray a whole rosary very quietly. That's a wonderful thing. Go for it. But don't let that ideal keep you from just getting a couple decades in here and there scattered throughout your day. You don't have to pray it all at once. You can break it up. That's how Pope Benedict prayed the rosary. He said he was too restless of a spirit to pray many times all five mysteries all at once. So he would sometimes just do, you know, two decades here, maybe two or three decades here. So he would break it up. You can do that, right? So you can maybe pray one decade in the morning when you're getting ready to for the day. You can pray another decade when you're in your car and driving to work. You can pray another decade while you're waiting in the checkout line or waiting to pick up one of your kids. And you know you can you can sprinkle it in throughout your day and still get all five decades in. That that's a great thing. I want to be clear. It, it's wonderful if you can pray it all at once, but don't feel like you have to. And it's wonderful if you're sitting down and you're in a chapel or in your room quietly praying, but sometimes maybe the only time you're going to get it in is in your drive or maybe when you're going for a walk or while you're doing dishes or in between meetings, you know, in the three household, you know, we sometimes will pray the, you know, all five mysteries, all five mysteries of a rosary in our living room. We're all together and it's really nice. And it's, you know, kind of prayerful and, you know, but, but sometimes we just can't do that. Like right now I'd say we're in the middle of soccer season and, and soccer season's crazy. I've got, you know, all these kids driving around then they get home and they've got high school kids, they got homework to do. And we, we can't just do it as prayerfully as we'd like to all the time. So in this eight week sprint, this little season of the year, 
what we're doing is, you know, we just maybe do one decade at the end of, of dinner at the table. And then we continue doing the rest of the decades during our chores while we're washing dishes and getting kids in pajamas. And so one decade at the table and then one, we try to do the other four in the midst of a lot of, you know, packing lunches and other things. And I, I know it's not ideal, but I'd rather do something than nothing. And, and I'll be honest that there's some days where we don't even get dinner till late. We're, we're Italian. So we do dinner late anyway, but, but maybe it's extra late this, this on a particular day. And maybe we can just do one decade together as a family before we go to bed. And, and you know, and, and there's certain seasons of life and maybe that's okay. Um, what I don't want is for the rosary to say, well, we're just too busy. We can't do anything at all. So don't, you don't have to do it all at once. You can break it up throughout your day. And I want to speak now to those who maybe don't have the rosary as a part of their daily lives. It's not a part of their rather regular spiritual rhythm of life. Uh, and for those of you, I want to encourage you, the, the one thing you could do is simply this. Do you have two and a half minutes you can give to God? I want to encourage you, just bring one decade of the rosary into your daily life, but make a commitment. Be faithful every day. Do it for a month. For one month, be faithful to your rosary praying, you know, or, you know, just, just, just really, really just do one decade, you know, and again, maybe you can only do it when you're driving in your car, but wow, what a, what a gift this will be in your own spiritual life, a gift of love that you're giving to God. Commit to every day, one decade at least. And I think you're going to find great blessing and grace in it. And you may be inspired to pray some more as you go along and add on. And eventually you may find yourself praying a whole rosary over time. But just start small. Take a small baby step. One decade for a month. Do that every day. All right, friends. I, I hope you found this podcast episode helpful. If you want more on the rosary, uh, check out my book, Praying the Rosary Like Never Before. Everything I was just drawing on is from this book. In this book, I talk about the history of the rosary. I answer apologetic questions about the Bible and Mary and the rosary itself. Uh, I talk about a lot of creative ways from many modern saints on how to pray the rosary. So you can check that out. Uh, maybe it can help enrich your rosary praying. It's called Praying the Rosary Like never before. I want to encourage you to check out those show notes. They're for free. You can go to ascensionpress.com slash all things Catholic. Again, ascensionpress.com slash all things Catholic. You can also reach out to me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me on my website, edwardsree.com. God bless. <laughs>